This is an ABC podcast. Hi and welcome to You Little Ripper. I'm Kurt Fernley, former Paralympian, and on today's show, which athlete has Wolverine in his corner? Wait, the Wolverine? The Wolverine! And I'm Georgie Tunney, ABC sport reporter and expert in sleep deprivation because <laughs> I have not been getting any, any sleep over the last few days with all the action we are seeing from Tokyo. We're broadcasting once again from Wurundjeri country as we do each and every day here on You Little Ripper. Thank you so much, all of you, for the love you've been sending in about this podcast. We're the little podcast that could <laughs> and we're so really, really happy about the wonderful support we've received for the Auslan translation, which, remember, you can find on YouTube. And Sam actually got in touch with us saying, thank you for making this podcast accessible in Auslan as well. Sam, thank you for listening. And Dean also got in touch on Twitter saying, simply brilliant. First time I've seen a podcast designed this way. Uh, Jeff as well also loves the Auslan saying, a great example right here of best practice. Uh, Great feedback and thank you and keep it coming and share that Auslan video. Make sure that those who enjoy it and appreciate it get to see it. This is the thing, guys. The more support you give it, the more we can do it. So if you are really, really receiving this well, that's wonderful for us to hear. We're going to keep doing it. Auslan translations, transcripts as well. And if you have a question for us too, because we do talk a whole lot about the Paralympics, but also about life as well. If you want to quiz or interrogate Kurt Fernley, <laughs> go for it. Just send us in your questions. Find us on Twitter. Make sure you're tagging at ABC Sport and use the hashtag, hashtag you little ripper. You can find me at Georgie underscore Tunny or Kurt. At Kurt Fernley. Wait, I've got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, we're just fact checking Kurt's handle. Kurt, well, you can find Kurt at Kurt Fernley. <laughs> and make sure you tag us all because if you have a question, well, I will put it to the great man or the athletes who we are talking to, too. All right, let us get into it. Today's show. I'm going first, Kurt. I'm going first. Go for it. It happened in the pool. Big surprise. I could hear everyone at home going, oh, uh... yeah, of course it did. But did you happen to see the 100-metre S13, S13 backstroke final last night? Well, uh, did I see it? I fist-pumped, I cried, <laughs> I then fist-pumped, I then cried again. <laughs> yes, I did. Katia Dedekind, she won bronze. She won bronze five years ago in Rio as well in this event. She defended that one bronze again, which the effort itself, unbelievable. But it was the moment after the race. She knew that she'd swum very, very fast. She knew the time was a personal best. But she didn't know where she'd come until the poolside reporter let her know that she'd won bronze and Cartier just took her face in her hands. Excellent manicure as well, Cartier, if you are <laughs> listening. Took her face in her hands and was just overcome with emotion. That's how much the bronze meant to her. And you see her immediately think about her loved ones, mm-hmm. her mum, and then she cries again oh, and then I cry again <laughs> then you cry again. Yeah, that was that was worthy of a you little moment for sure. It was wonderful. So wonderful. Uh, Mine is also staying in the pool. Uh, Australia's Mm -hmm. Kira Stevens. The moment that she won a bronze medal, you could see the excitement, but immediately she shared that excitement with the the two Dutch swimmers Mm -hmm. that won the gold and the silver. There was this huge bear hug and it was nothing but joy. And that's the Paralympic movement. It's not the green and golds. It's this worldwide respect and support for each other. I love it. And why... 
that particular you little moment, I'm putting an exclamation mark there, is because it is indicative of the Paralympic movement because it's not just Australia. We've got the international community, but it also shows the power of the movement because Kira Stevens has been very, very open about her love for this team growing up. She's only 18 years of age, but she was so excited when they were getting team photos that she could stand next to Brendan Hall. How beautiful. It's and, so wonderful. And she even thanked him for inspiring her to get into into swimming. Yep. That that tale that we, we haven't always done this right, mm-hmm. you know. We weren't always telling the stories of our past, of our previous generation. Uh, this is Denny DeTora. Mm-hmm. It, it's also Kate McLaughlin as chef. It, mm-hmm. It's Lynn Anderson as CEO. They got this athlete community together and they started working on a real cultural piece. And it's so amazing to see it seep through to our youngest parents. Paralympians already pointing back and going, thank you, thank you. Look, if she's not, you know, just holding the hopes of Australia, she is also competing at the highest level, the Paralympic level for wheelchair table tennis. She was in action yesterday, Danny DeToro, co-captain, all-time legend, and she has to be part of our best in the rest. She did bow out of the competition in table tennis. Before we went away, she said, I'm going to count my wins in the amount of points that I get. Mm -hmm. She said that over the last four years, I have learnt how to play table tennis and quite well. But she's already said the next four years or the next three years, she's going to learn to nail it. So uh, to see her leave, she immediately turns around and starts talking and praising the team. Mm. Both Riley and Denny are just such born leaders. Okay, I want to bring Riley in as well, though. I know we talk about them a lot on this podcast as co-captains, of course, the leadership that they show. But this Steelers team... Their performance yesterday against France, I couldn't watch for most of the game. My head was in my hands, just (laughs) daring to look out between my fingers because I was so stressed. And I blame you for this, Kurt Fernley. (laughs) I blame you for this. My anxiety has been through the roof with how much you love this team and I don't want you to get hurt and I don't want to get hurt now. (laughs) And the Steelers, they won, I think it was 50 points to 48. It was a two-point ball game. And I can watch the game. Yeah. I just can't breathe during it. <laughs> <laughs> so really what you're saying is it's an endurance test, even a show of athleticism just watching, which I, is great for me. I'm going to be fitter at the end of this 10 days, <laughs> the, the last 10 days that we've got, than, uh, than I've ever been before. Today, it's a really critical game for the uh, for the Steelers at 3pm. Yeah. Uh, they play against Japan. The mm-hmm. Japan are the number one team. They're world champions. Uh, having watched their last couple of games, I'm terrified of Japan. Yeah. Uh, and it really is either it's either a must win mm-hmm. or stay within. I think it's one or two points. Otherwise, there's big trouble. Yeah. But but the team looked great last night. Denmark was the first loss they had since the gold medal match in 2008. Yes, and I think that's really key for our listeners to understand. If we're looking at other sports. I'm trying to think other teams that have, you know, been able to manage this kind of dominance. I'm thinking the All Blacks. Like, that's the kind of level that the Steelers are. And this is our test this afternoon against Japan. You know this team really well, not just Riley, but Edmondson, Bond. How are they feeling right now? Uh, Jaden Warren has the best mullet in he history. <laughs> my, my, my seven-year-old has a mullet and he's is somewhat contained. Yep. But he saw Jaden on the television and he told his mum, he told Sheridan, I want that mullet now. Mm-hmm. So please cut the mullet off uh, and Ben Fawcett's beard. It needs its own Instagram page. Yes, that thing yes. is like bush ranger material. Yep. Look, the team have been there. They have done it before. Huge chunks of the team. 
I need to say Shay Graham making court time for the first time last yeah. night, getting a try, amazing moment for Australian Paralympic sport. There are always stories and tales when it comes to our athletes of tests of strength, of course, tests of physical endurance, tests of mental fortitude. And we can't go past yesterday's action without talking about Darren Hicks. Seven years ago, he lost his leg in a horrific truck accident. A day or two after the surgery, two OTs came into my room to help me transfer from the bed to the wheelchair. I just swung myself into the chair. The faces of these OTs were just in shock. That's when I started to see that I could prove people wrong. It only took him three months before he was back on the bike. Amazing. Because he grew up loving BMX and now he's found a home at the velodrome and also in the road cycling. It culminated in a silver medal yesterday. A wonderful human who happens to also just have the love of Wolverine, Hugh Jackman. (laughs) And we're going to hear from the great man right now. Welcome to You Little Ripper! Thanks very much, guys. Buddy. It's been a crazy 24 hours, that's for sure. Mate, how are the legs? How are you feeling? How'd you pull up? That looked painful. Yeah, the left leg, she's struggling today a little bit. Um, didn't get as much sleep as I would have liked last night as well. So um, actually sitting in the car in the aircon, just waiting to have my first cruise around Fuji Speedway, actually. Can't wait. How are the nerves, Darren, after you thought that you were going to be racing for bronze and then there was a disqualification and then it turns out you're racing for the gold medal? How did you handle that? Um, the staff were really, really good. So my coach and, and our team uh, director and everyone that was there on the day just sort of kept everything as quiet as they could for me. So I actually found out from, from Karis, my wife rang me and I, I ignored the call at first and I thought, hang on, there's probably a good reason why she's calling me. She knows I'm pretty busy. So I called her back and, yeah, she actually gave me the heads up. But, um, but, yeah, after that, I think it was just a bit, a bit surreal, to be honest. I mean, that, that was always the dream to, to qualify top two. I, I didn't quite hit the mark when it came to the, the time, but um, somehow it, it still worked out. So, what, what we're learning is always, always, always answer the phone if Karis is calling. That's what we've learned. <laughs> Yeah, I think I should have trusted that it was pretty important she was for a reason uh, to call me. So, yeah, nah, good girl. But the response from you, from not only your medal last night, but the stories around who you are, the the the, the journey that you've taken uh, to get to this point, to be Paralympic silver medalist. And I will, like, even last night, it was sh- that your story was shared by Hugh Jackman. You know, like the mm-hmm. how do you feel about this this massive kind of audience that are buying in to to, to who you are? What you I think did? The only word is humbling. Far out. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm just a guy that rides a bike. I'm I don't do it for you know any kind of praise like what I'm getting at the moment. I do it because I love it. I do it because it fulfills me um and yeah just to get any kind of sort of praise from even just our staff would be great mate let alone you know people like yourself and Hugh and having this much attention is is pretty odd actually but it's pretty darn cool as well
<laughs> you calling yourself just a guy who rides a bike is basically me saying I'm just a gal that watches, you know, the odd Paralympic event. Like I watched so much of the action over the past couple of days and your race yesterday, your races and qualifying were particular highlights. The silver medal, it's your first Paralympics. Did you think you were going to get anywhere near that? Honestly, no. I knew the boys were going to run really fast, like really fast. Um, and as much as I came in, in pretty darn good shape, I had a feeling that like a 3.33, 3.32 would be near the mark, but it might not be quite good enough. And yeah, to, to watch the Belgian ride a 3.30 was just crazy. And then obviously to have it taken away from him, I think that's really, really, it's pretty rough. But at the same time, I guess they flaunted the rules a little bit and, and got caught out. Um, yeah, as far as it goes, you know, road time trial, that's the dream. The, the IP was a big goal, but if we didn't quite hit the mark, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm just stoked. <laughs> Mate, the, the disqualifications and the, the, the rules around the sport, they, you kind of got to take them in your stride because they can, you know, they can benefit you one day, they can hold you back the next uh, so the way that you were able to regroup, come home, and just work so hard for that silver medal, uh, I think it was it was really impressive. And then even in the interview, straight after, you say, "I'm going to nail this 25k. I've got <laughs> I've got 25k of pain in front of me. This is what this is what I've been kind of working on." Describe that pain that you're about to go through for that 25 kilometer race. Uh, controlled aggression. I reckon is the word we use for, for a TT. You gotta find that 95, 98% threshold um, and hold it. If you go 100, you end up blowing up too early. But if you can hold that sort of, yeah, that, that magical 95, 98%, um, you get through with absolutely nothing left and that's that's perfect. Oh, the reason I love it is because it's, it's a race against the clock. Okay, and it's, it's a pure test of what a person has in them, whether it's physical, mental, it's a, it's a combination of, of both. And I think that's, that's where I've, I come to, to the forefront. I've been through a whole lot um, and I think I can just put aside the pain and, and see the, the finish line and that's how I get there. What, do, what does go through your head? You do, you do kind of put the, side, uh, the pain to the side. What replaces it? Um, I really enjoy just looking at my computer, to be honest. Yeah, that's what gets me through a race. You know, and, and I think that's the, the difference for me between the track and the road as well. Is obviously you've got no computer on the track bike, so you're, you're relying on, on seeing your coach every time you come around um, for a lap. Whereas any time I feel like I'm slowing down or a bit of doubt or whatever might creep in, you look down at your computer and as long as it's saying the right speed or the right power, um, then you're reassured that you're on track. And I think that's that's what reassures me the most is just having that little little safety net of a computer that I think we we got to work past that as well in case something fails and it doesn't work. So we've we've got plans in place. But um, but yeah, that's that's me. What does the Paralympic uniform mean to you? It's seven years, it's been a long trot leading up here. You're in the bike three months after your accident. What does it mean to be sitting in Tokyo in the green and gold? I know surreal is the the general word will people use for stuff like this, but it really bloody is. Like, 
just when we were getting our, our um, kit fitting uh, a few weeks ago, I think I just had a, a Valerie was her name, our seamstress, and I just started crying. And she, I think she was a bit taken back. Um, but yeah, it just all kind of hit me just seeing the seeing the journey um, pattern in the in the kit and just just knowing that it means I've made it. Um, yeah, it really got to me. So. Mate, well, we're all behind you. Every one of us. The big countries behind her, in, including Hugh Jackman. Yes. I mean, it doesn't get too much bigger than Hugh Jackman. He probably counts for, you know, 20 million Australians on his own. <laughs> Congratulations. Wolverine guy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, Darren, I'm very excited that you're a numbers man because we've got five questions coming at you really fast. Fast five. Are you ready to play fast five? Let's do it. What do you wish you had in the village but you can't get? Uh, Bubble O' Bills. <gasps> oh, my. That's a blast. From the, Stop the clock. I love Bubble O' Bills. Uh, excellent, excellent first, excellent that's first choice. Child, They're amazing. <laughs> it really is, along with the Golden Gay Times. Uh, number two, what's your superstition? White socks, white shoes. Has to be. To compete or to, or to wear out on the dance floor? Just ever. You can't wear black socks and white shoes. <laughs> Have you ever tried it before, though? Have you ever tried it before and had disastrous no. results? <laughs> Why would you? I'll yeah, don't want to test it. Two pairs of socks with me if I have to. Three pairs if I have to. It doesn't matter. I, I can't even wear it when I finish training in a white sock and a white shoe to put on my normal black walking shoes. Can't do it. Got to change socks. <laughs> Mate, number three, what's your all-time favourite Paralympic moment? Probably seeing Riley, like, Stack out of a chair and just be so stoked <laughs> that winning gold in Rio. Like that's that's pretty hard to beat that sort of emotion. Very hard. Who's your favourite teammate? Meg Lemon, without a doubt. She is the oh. kindest, hardest working, most amazing chick ever. And what a great result as well. Meg got fourth place. Uh, in the C4, yeah, the a couple of days ago. We've watched that <laughs> yeah. many Paralympic events. It was a couple of days ago, yeah, fourth in the yeah. C4, 3,000 metre individual pursuit. Amazing result, amazing result. If you weren't a Paralympic cyclist, uh, what event would you be in? Um, something that sits down, I think. <laughs> like the city, uh, the city volleyball or something like that. Yeah, I think something that's a bit slower paced than uh, 50k an hour bike races. So uh. much. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Good luck. So We're thinking cool. of you. We're cheering for you, mate. I'm so excited for what he's going to still be able to achieve in this games. But his story is one of the more one of the most memorable moments that I will probably have in this whole campaign. You can still hear he's trying to get his head around what just happened. Yes. Like that moment where you're on that podium and you get the silver medal. That is just. Yeah, it's so hard to describe to anyone because mm-hmm. it is like everything is heightened. Your joy of it, your, your, your doubt of stuff, like it's just such a weird little vacuum to be in. In your experience, you've got a fair bit of experience being on the podium. You've won 13 Paralympic medals, three of them gold. Do you remember each of those moments? Or have they all kind of moulded and fleshed out into one? No, I remember all of them. <laughs> yeah. I really, I, yeah, they're all different, mainly 
I remember seeing my family in different spaces. Oh, don't. I know. That's oh. the, the the weird thing is this. Like my first gold medal, I remember crossing the line, doing an interview, going back to find my family, climbing over the barricades and mm. giving them a hug and then someone placing 20 schooners in front of me. <laughs> but it, it's, it's that phone call you get from your grandma, you know. like mm-hmm. You actually differentiate it by the emotions that are attached with sharing it with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just loved his comments on, on Meg Lemon as well this kind of shared experience and respect that that makes it all worthwhile, that makes it all really meaningful. And it's indicative of this team. And hopefully everyone who is listening, us, listening to us throughout You Little Ripper is learning that and gleaming that from all of these experiences, all of these encounters. This team is more than that. It is a family, to quote Ben Popham and Rowan Crothers, who we were lucky enough to talk to yesterday. I mean, it's just it's just so wonderful and we have so many more memories and moments to look forward to, including today. Kurt, who are you looking forward to? Athletics! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Isis Holt. Oh. Isis Holt is up today. Isis is one of the most genuine and uh, and thoughtful people that you're ever going to meet. Uh, two silver medals as a 15-year-old Insane. in Rio. Uh, took a little bit of time off because mm-hmm. it's so hard to balance going from a team that's representing Australia uh, back into the school setting. She, yeah. she always referred to it as like she was a reverse superhero. <laughs> so she would, she would go training, be in an Australian kit and then she would have to go to school with her uniform over the top of it and then find the restroom and kind of de super human thing. Oh, I love this so much. She doesn't need a phone box. She just needs to walk through the school gates and walk out of the school gates again. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so she's up for her first run. Uh, she's competing in the 100 metres mm-hmm. and the 200 metres. Uh, what about you? What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the wheelchair tennis kicking off. And today in action... I've got a little bit of a personal connection. Yes, Kurt Fenley, you know pretty much every single athlete in this Paralympic team. Turns out I know one as well. (laughs) Ben Weeks will be starting his campaign today in the wheelchair tennis. Now, think back to, let's say, seven or eight years ago. I was a fresh-faced kid at Kurt, even younger than I am now, if you can imagine that. And... I was joining the ABC and I had didn't know anyone. I was that person who was very nervous. I just sort of like did my work and was trying to like, you know, not make too much of a fuss or anything. But then I found a crew that would go get coffee every morning and Ben Weeks was part of that. And I remember another friend of ours, Johnny, just making an offhand comment being like, oh, yeah, he plays a bit of tennis. <laughs> <laughs> plays a bit of tennis. He's going into his five, uh, his fifth consecutive Paralympic game. Huge. It was funny you talking about him as like a senior. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, young Ben. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, he's, he's great at tennis. Uh, he's up again today. Another best of the rest is David Nicholson, the boy from Bathurst. His partner is also a world champion shot cyclist in the hand cycle. He nailed that bronze medal and it was so great to see him. And we can't leave him out because that was just a great performance, led from start to finish. What a power couple. I know. <laughs> I mean, what? Do you want to have more skills? Yeah, okay, they're, guys. They're the royal royal family of Bathurst. Yeah, geez, calm down, guys, okay? <laughs> You've already got many crowns, but hey, let's hope that you can add even more medals now too.
But there's so, so, so much so more. Much. The men's wheelchair basketball team, uh, the the rollers, as well as the steelers, like the, the wheelchair rugby mm-hmm. playing Japan. Uh, there's also women's goalball. And look, it's going to be an action-packed day. So many people in the athletics as well. So mm-hmm. do not leave the coverage. And we're going to have a massive <laughs> wrap-up tomorrow as well here at You Little Ripper. I've asked the bosses. We can't extend beyond our time at the moment. However, we could probably just still stay in the studio and talk for an extra 14 hours if we need to, to get through everything. We won't record it. No, well, I we'll, mean... We'll you know, have fun doing it. We'll have so much fun. No one will be listening. It'll just be us chatting over coffee. So basically what we're doing right now. Uh, thank you so much once again for listening to You Little Ripper. What have been your You Little Ripper moments of the Paralympics so far? We want to know. So head to Twitter, find our channels, tag anyone and everyone because we want to know the moments that are really resonating with you and are making you scream, you little ripper! Thanks so much, guys. We'll be back tomorrow for so much more action and so many more stories. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.